For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6 It's Scalzo and Brust For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6 It's Scalzo and Brust For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6 It's Scalzo and Brust For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6 It's Scalzo and Brust Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All studios at Radio City, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Potosi Brewing Company on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. That's not good, is it? Try to like. I don't want to do. I do this every time I'm on this show. Every time I fill in, and it's it's just a complete substitute. It's going to be a bleep show today. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's just a complete substitute teacher day here on Scalzo and Brust. I'm Gabe Knight, so you can hear me weekday morning seven to nine. Jen, Gabe, and Shuey on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. Also with me today. You used to be able to hear him right here on 94.5 ESPN. You can now hear him, the WBA Award winner. Oh, God. <laughs> he is the Social Media Personality of the Year in the state of Wisconsin, according to the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. What an upset. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You can hear him as part of the Wisconsin Morning News news team over at WTMJ in the mornings. They're on incredibly early. Like, as far as I know, they're on at like 3.30 in the morning. And they're not on. on at 3.30. The show starts at 5. I get okay. here. Get here at 3.30. Get here at 3.30. I mean, either way, the show starts, and Brian's here before many of us are up, but he was kind enough to fill in today and hang out. Brian D., our other cousin sub of the day, as Scalzo and Bruss are off once again. So let me ask you this. Uh, were you trying to be Greg with your intro there? Was that what was going well, on? Well, no. So what, every time I fill in, because he does the happy Thursday. He is just a ball of energy. And I feel like I feel like there needs to be energy and I just don't know how to start the show you because can't like manufacture it. You can't fake it. Like for a while when I filled in for Homer, I would try and fake like when you guys were doing Homer and Gabe. Yeah. Homer had like the most elaborate intro. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gifted, gifted animals, animals, gamblers. Yeah, like Super Bowl believing Green Bay Packers. Like you try to fake it. Yeah. But you can't. No. Like, only Homer can do that. Yeah, but it seems like this is something that should be because like that energy is a part of the show. You know, we're we're trying to help people get through the rest of the day, get through that drive home, and like I just don't know. Like I feel if I just like jump into the show like I normally would if I was hosting and literally any other show, I feel like it doesn't suffice. And then I just always stumble all over myself, and we get five minutes into the show without really accomplishing anything. So the reason I asked was because I'm fearful that I have to be Ben today. Like if you're if you're trying to be Greg. I certainly don't want to start hitting on grandmas. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that can't, that, I'm, I'm just not going to live up to that bar today. So I was in here on Friday, and Jen actually filled in for Ben quite admirably. And the uh, members of the Scalzo and Brust family were complimenting her on her Ben Brust impersonation wow. because she had never seen the movie Superbad. Hmm. They were calling her dumb. Which uh, which fits perfectly. <laughs> I, I feel like that happens a lot to Ben. <laughs> I mean, that's, that seems perfectly on brand. But I feel like, I mean, t- today certainly feels like 
I mean, I'm a substitute teacher today. You're a substitute teacher today. Are we supposed to keep Josh in line? Is Josh supposed to keep us in line? Like, I don't know what the dynamic here is of everybody being a substitute teacher. It very much has that, hey, we got a sub here. Doesn't matter what we do. In terms of keeping things in line, you're looking at the wrong guy. This is a freebie day for me. I can do whatever I want as far as I'm concerned. It, there's no rules. I'm going to be watching TV, hanging out. You might leave a bad report card for Greg and Ben. I'll have to deal with that on Friday. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm having a good time today. But they're not going to do anything. Oh, heavens no. Like, like we could say, hey, Josh was awful. <laughs> he misbehaved. You would not believe what he said to Brian. And they're not going to do a damn thing about it. There's no principal's office that Josh has to go to here. It's just like... Yeah, that's the other thing. We don't have a program director. Like, who are we going to send Josh to? There, there will be... a. Uh uncomfortable 30-second conversation, and then I'll just distract them with something, and we'll move on. It, w- it would get brought up, but I, there wouldn't be ramifications. Do you remember days like today when you were in school? Absolutely. For sure. They were the best. Absolutely. It would start with, because my middle name is Edward, so like reading off, I would always get called Gabrielle, because on the sheet, it would say Gabriel E. Oh. So then they would just clearly like shove that together, and I'd become Gabrielle. That got old after a while. But yeah, no, I mean, substitute teacher? No teacher today? Man, I, we are doing nothing. They are rolling in the TV with the VCR. That was the best. And oh, they're yeah. plugging everything in, and we are watching a movie in class. Ratchet strapped to that four-wheeled mach- the, the thing they had. The whatever. cart? Yeah, the cart. Just ratchet strapped to it, and you know... To, I don't know if this comes as a surprise to you, but I lived for those days. I was a special menace on those types of days. So you were the person that would make sure that that specific substitute teacher would never come back? Uh, yes, there, there was. There's been many a times, and most the amount. If we want to put into percentage, the the substitute leaving a note about my specific behavior was like an eighty percent clip throughout my my schooling career. Wow. <laughs> he wow. seems he seems like oddly <laughs> proud of this. Yeah, I mean, like I, he made it through. So like, it's, I'm here now. <laughs> He's doing okay. Like, this isn't something you should be proud of. Like, reflecting back, you made life miserable for another human being for really no reason. Like, this person knows they have no authority. This person knows they're coming into a no-win situation, and you just decided, nah. Yeah, it was for sport. I was having a good time, trying to get some laughs from my classmates. So here was my problem. My mom taught at the elementary school that I Oof. went to. So there, there was no Joshy DiMaggioing for for me. I couldn't be a menace on days like today because my mom would come down like from two classrooms down and just smack me and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, like I I didn't have the option. So you guys are gonna have to guide me through days like today in terms of how to act uh, because I never was able to to step out of line. So Brian's gonna be the one that keeps us in line today, Josh. Eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my mom might. We found him. My mom found might be the, the one. sucker. If you look around, you're looking for the sucker. You can't find him. Might be you, pal. Could be me. Could be me. Maybe my mom will keep us in line. That would be a, an interesting twist on Scouts on Brust today. So did you have? Were there any times when you were in school where? Maybe you, you did step out of line a little bit with that substitute teacher, and that information was quickly relayed to your mother. Yeah, I would get looks. I would just, you know, like a lot of times if something was going wrong, you would pass mom in the hallway and she'd just give you like that side eye glare. You know what I'm talking about? Like you are toast once we get home. I don't think there was ever a confrontation in the hallways because I don't know if that would have been a professional thing to do on her part. But when you got home, it was bad. And she would give you like the stink eye in the hallway. Like, dude, get it together. <laughs> I feel like the 
teachers probably could give you the look of, I'll tell your mom, which yeah. is as good of a threat in, in the world. I don't know if you can make a, a more serious threat. Uh, I mean, what was worse, if they told your mom or they told your dad? Oh, mom, for sure. Mom, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. See, I, uh, for me, it would be, and I, th- I don't know if this is true of a lot of people, maybe, hey, I'll tell your mom, but when your mom says, just wait till your father comes home, oh. that's how you know bleep <laughs> hit the fan. Yeah. That's when you know that just... Well, no, I, I think I think Dad was always more about, like, disappointment. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, if if you're equating it to, like, a hand gesture, Mom was the middle finger and Dad was the thumbs down. You know, one one is like, oh, that sucks, but the other one is just, re- it cuts deep. The thumbs down, the disappointment cuts deeper than the, the yelling at that you're getting from your mom. I mean, I know what you're trying to say there, but... Was it a bad analogy? I think it's just a bad analogy. Yeah, I'm doing my best Ben Brust. That's great. We're off to a good start. I wasn't sure what you said, and then I was like, wait, is this my turn? I don't know what's going on. I mean, do you here. just drive around? Like, when you have road rage, are you just, like, sticking your fin- your, your hand out the window and giving somebody who cut you off a thumbs down? Is Wouldn't that what you're doing? Wouldn't that be more offensive? I think it would be. You get flipped off periodically. It's like, ah, screw that guy. But if you get a thumbs down, that'll cut you deep, I think. I would, I would rather get flipped off than get a thumbs down. I sarcastically gave a thumbs up to a guy that once cut me off, gave me the thumbs up right back. So he didn't know. A, thumb a thumbs up more? You guys are just wasting. So, so Who could give a more vigorous thumbs up? Now, for, like, for the next 20 minutes, I'm like, wait, did he think I was giving him a thumbs up because I was upset because he cut me off? Or then did he feel bad? And, you know, like, hey, man, like, he thought I was giving him a thumbs up, like, hey, man, it's all right, you cut me off, I'm good back here. No, no, that's the wave. You give the yeah. wave. The, yeah. the wave is the I'm sorry. The I'm sorry yeah, wave. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll even, like, touch my, I, I'm sorry, that's my bad. <laughs> you just threw the hands up in the air. That's not even a wave. It's like, I screwed up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hands you gotta, off. You got to reflect on things like that. For sure. Uh, Josh from Jefferson says, since we're the substitute teachers, are we just going to replay the Favre interview repeat just to fill the air? That would be... That, that would have been an epic idea. That, I feel like we almost have to do that for a segment now. Hey, like, I... play the... Just pick a random clip, because we've got them all cut up. Brian yeah. D. hosted the Brett Favre interview. We've got them all cut up. We've got four different segments that we can just play back the Favre interview. You guys, you, it's a nice day out there, you guys trying to cut out at five. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of wheeling the forty-pound TV into the classroom. It's like, ah, we'll just air fire and go out for some cold ones. Man, that's that's a good that's a good one from Josh. So you can also share your uh, if you had any menacing stories of substitute teachers, like if you were Josh. Go ahead and share those. The patented official Scouts and Bros. Talk and text line 800-990-3776. But plenty of other things to get into. Bucks game three tonight. Plus Jordan Love. How did he look today? Good? Bad? Somewhere in between? I guess we'll have to find out. Scalzo and Brust next. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. So clearly that means you didn't want me there. Where was he that weekend? What weekend? Was this recent? It was probably a month ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago. I'm sad. Also, Ben, you're what we call a risk around here in terms of COVID. (laughs) 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 So until it clears up, I don't know if you're going to be getting the invite, but... As soon as we don't have a, pan- boogies. a pandemic anymore, I'll make sure to get you on the invite list. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Substitute teachers on a dead Friday, or excuse me, dead Thursday. Oh, get it together. 
I don't have to. I'm the substitute teacher. Good point. You can't tell me what to do. I do what I want. Are you talking back at him? Huh? Are you talking back at the substitute teacher? Sure am. It's what I do best. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. The thing that Josh does the best is talk back at humans in general. Josh is the king of the clapback. There's... Like, there's... I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. Uh, so we have a couple of substitute teachers today in for the boys. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Brian D. You can catch me, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on uh, every weekday morning, 7 to 9 on 94.5 ESPN. Brian, you just forgot the, what day it was. I thought you were going to forget what radio station you were on, too. <laughs> Damn. All right. You know, just queue up Favre. Let's <laughs> queue up Favre. Let's get out of here. We're heading to Camp Bar in Shorewood. We'll see you there in half an hour. <laughs> Great old fashions there. We'll go have a couple of pops. Maybe we'll come back for the last segment to close it up. We'll see. Brian D., you can listen to him at weekday mornings on WTMJ. So we're asking for substitute teacher stories because Brian and, and uh, well, Brian and myself are the substitute teachers, but the boys, this is the second time in as many weeks that they have both missed the show. So we're asking for substitute teacher stories. Ben and Menominee Fulton chimes in on the patented official Scales and Brust talking text line 800-990-3776. In fifth grade, we had a sub who was in an electric wheelchair. This <laughs> oh, was I'm laughing. <laughs> Brian, that's awful. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this was back when you could still play Kill the Carrier at recess, mm. um, which I'm sure many of you know by a different name that we certainly are never going to say. Correct. Uh, this sub was on recess duty. Me and another kid got heated, as you do when you're yeah. playing Kill the Carrier, and fists start flying. We see the sub frantically calling over to us and to stop and wheeling through the field to get to us, and they end up going to the principal's office, who was Ben's dad. They got off Oof. with a boys will be boys. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. I mean, that's ultimate, like... You're just lucky you you are who you are type deal because fighting that's not allowed. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. I got into one fight and I did. I was paid for it. That's not. How'd um, you pay for it? Uh, I believe I had to do in school suspension, which oh, is sit in a room by yourself oh and do nothing yes. but homework. I was gonna say like fighting is is the line of delineation. I think where where you go from like detention or like a demerit into you could get suspended or expelled from school. Like that's that's a difficult line to tiptoe right there. Yes, fists start flying in fifth grade. <laughs> in fifth grade, I had a phase in. Uh, seventh grade science where sometimes the teacher would just look at me and send me to in-school suspension just because he could tell I was going to have a bad day and I would be disruptive. So it was just a point. I said, all right, I'll see you. look, you're out of here. <laughs> How often was this person correct? Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you, ever, uh, did you ever go to detention? Not suspension. No. You, really? You're a, no. Good, you're a good boy. Yeah, I was a good kid. I went to detention one time, and it was because it was a similar story to what just happened. We were playing, I think it was like Ultimate Frisbee at recess or something, or maybe football, and I jammed my finger trying to catch a pass, and I just, I exclaimed the F word just yeah. out of like, Ooh. just because it's sure. like, I jammed my finger playing football, like what yeah. else is the reaction? You felt kind of cool too, yeah. younger, ah, you know, letting and, the swear and fly. there just so happened to be a chaperone at recess right there, I'm like, dude, you're coming with me. Oh, I thought my mom was going to kill me, because as we discussed in the first segment, <laughs> she taught at the school. She taught there, so I was toast. I swore in front of a, a, a school administrator. That was a wrap. That was the one time I got detention. That was the one time you got detention. Yep. Well, I mean... Joshy seems a little more experienced. Joshy's... I averaged uh, 
I was well behaved younger. When I got older is when things got out of hand. Probably once a month throughout my school career, let's say that. Detention or in school? Uh, detention of some sort. They sure. all had different, but there was, I was paying for stuff often. I was paying off my debts to, to the, the faculty. I feel like you were, because you're personable enough, and I got to imagine that you were this, this personable in high school as well. <laughs> like, you were one of those kids where, like, the teacher would reluctantly do it. Like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, you, you mentioned the one who would just preemptively do it and <laughs> had a 100% hit rate knowing that you were up to something, which I really respect that person. But I see you as, like, the one that, the, even though the teacher knows they have to do something to discourage you from whatever you're about to do, yeah. they also enjoyed you. Yes, very much so. I mean, I still get along with a couple of those teachers who punished me most often. Uh, the, you know, run into them around around town and say, hey, good to see you. I'm sorry I had to send you to, to detention once a week. You Did know? you ever talk your way out of a detention? I can totally see that being a uh, No, because I didn't want to be in the class, really. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'll go. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to keep track of me in so detention. So the guy that wanted to go to detention. <laughs> uh, apparently, so JD from Fondy is uh, hitting us up on the talking text line. Be careful, Mark in New Berlin will narc you out to Ben. What the hell does that mean? I don't know, really. I mean, Mark in New Berlin is the leader conductor of the love train. Ben's kind of warming up to it, but I don't know. I think he just wanted to get a reference to the show in there. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's, like, it well, sounds like I would get along with Mark in New Berlin. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> Like, if you're going to narc us out to someone, I don't think Ben, like, of the two guys that are not here. Not the guy. No. Not that either of them are really going to do that much, <laughs> but Ben is the one who certainly won't do anything. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I was just, I, I wanted some explanation to that. He was just sitting, staring at me. I just had unless no idea. I'm, unless I'm missing a reference to the show I uh, produce uh, 100% of the time, pretty much. <laughs> I think I think somebody's just taking some liberties. Although, uh, I will say this. I am glad that Greg is not here because you guys have been talking quite a bit about Rage Scalzo uh -huh. um, recently. And um, Ra so Hilsey wants to know if Rage Neitzel is as entertaining as Rage Scalzo. <laughs> I wasn't planning on going like full Rage today. So can we define Rage Scalzo for those who are uninitiated? So I, I was I was introduced to this because I, I don't know if you guys were trying to start a war with our show hmm. or what. I mean, we, we have a back and forth, <laughs> right? We have a yeah. back and forth between Jen, Gabe, and Chewy and Scalzo and Brust, um, where you guys said that you could take our show in a Royal Rumble, which oh. we all know is the, the biggest, like, most laughable thing that I've ever heard. You have Chewy and they because don't. Because we have Chewy. We have a six foot five, 260 pound mountain of a man. And they don't. It's it. That's it. And and Greg is what like five foot six? Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we give him six. We give him five six. <laughs> five five and a quarter. He's got Dang. good hair. Yeah, the, the oh, hair he's, helps. Hey, he's, hair he's helps. got fantastic hair. Okay, but like, so 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 does he have a small man complex? Is that what you're getting at, or what is? Because I I'm trying to to see if I have any. Rage Nitzel stories because I've spent far more time around you than I have Scalzo. To go back to the Royal Rumble, the one thing I think Scalzo and Bruss has to uh, ro we have to put in put in our cap per se is uh, no one will be willing to uh, lie and cheat quite the way we would in a Royal Rumble. Things will get out of hand really fast, and that plays into our hands, because as far as I know, there's no rules there. You're diving for knees. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. We're poking eyes. I got some sand in the pocket. You know, we're, we're pulling out all the stops. But you're never getting to Chewie's eyes. He is six foot five, we, 260 pounds. What makes you think you're going to get close enough I in order to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw from the side. He won't even know it's coming. A chooch. <laughs> So wait, define Rage Galzo for me. This is this is his his fighting ego. This is his Royal Rumble character. What is this? I mean, they just have brought it up recently okay. that this he's, is, he's a guy full of rage. It's okay. just when Greg Scalzo has a passionate take and somebody disagrees with him, he quickly spirals into yelling at no one specific, but he's got a cadence and a volume in his voice where he's raging, and both Ben and I just kind of sit back and go, hey, take at it, because he'll go with... He's really good at keeping the same amount of rage through multiple minutes of a radio show. And that's where it comes from. But just because Greg, very fast, 0 to 100, he's going. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen Gabe angrier, angry for longer than 10 no. seconds. You know? No. Pretty chill, dude. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you the angriest I ever was, but that was 2007. <laughs> you have a date? I do. Oh, no, because I'll never forget the day. Like, I will never forget the day. Never forget it. Care to give us why? Is is it air-appropriate, radio-appropriate? Yeah, no, it's air-appropriate. Um, I mean, it's a little sensitive, but whatever. Like, we'll we'll share the story. It's, I mean, at this point, yeah, statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I made the mistake. It actually will start here. I made the mistake of signing a lease. Now, there are multiple people in this house. There are like five people in this house, but one of the people, when I decided to sign the lease, was the girl I was seeing at the time. Now, we signed this lease before the semester was up. By the time the, the fall semester rolls around, guess what happened? No longer together. Break up. <laughs> so, so you guys are happily yeah, in a relationship. No, no. Break up city. So, so, there's some, so, there's, so there's some awkwardness you know, there uh, to begin with. But then, uh, during the course of that semester, and I'll never, it was a Thursday night, because it was a Thursday night game, and the Packers played the Cowboys. This was the game that Aaron Rodgers ended up coming in, Brett Favre got hurt in the, in the 2007 season. And the reason why I remember this is because NFL Network was not readily available, uh, on cable packages. Like, we had to go to the one sports bar that was absolutely packed in Platteville to watch this game. And while I was sitting there, I got news that my grandfather, who is, who is, Pretty sick. He passed away. Ugh. You know, so I got that news, and you know, I'm processing that news, and my buddies are there for me, and I, I, I had like one, maybe two beers throughout the course of the game. You know, three, three and a half hour game that I'm there, and I decide to go back, and um, I'm like, all right, I think I'm just going to drive back to Horicon tonight or whatever, and she busts into my room. And, like, accuses me of all these different things, and, like, I just want to get out of it, right? Like, I don't want to talk to anyone right now. Like, the two-hour drive, like, to me, this two-hour drive back to Horicon is going to be very soothing. And she goes, you're not driving anywhere. I'm like, why? I saw you drinking. Like, I had a beer three hours ago. And, like, I, like, the fact that she, I mean, in her mind, she was trying to, like, look out for me, but it was, like, way overprotective, and it's like, you don't have that rule in my life anymore. Like, I snapped, and I just started yelling, like, I just, I just lost it. Mm. Just had this rage inside of me that really filled up, and I just, just started yelling. Cowboys thirty-seven, Packers twenty-seven. <laughs> Probably didn't help. <laughs> yeah. Really didn't. 
Plus, Brett, like, I didn't know if Brett Favre was out for the rest of the season. He was playing like an MVP that year. Packers were rolling. Nick Folk kicking a 25-yarder to put him up 10 with a minute left. That stings. That was unnecessary. That's rubbing salt in the wound. On national television. 800-990-3776. So we are the substitute teachers and the hall monitor chiming in. He was always oh, sympathetic no. to the substitute teacher. <sighs> Everyone else, such jack wagons. It brought <sighs> me joy to be kind to them and follow instructions and help. I wish more people were like me. And I only ever had one detention. It was voluntary to get all of his honor points back. What? Because 95 was a blemish to his good name. No, come on. Nobody volunteers to go to detention. That's preposterous. That just makes me want to give Jesse Nelson a swirly even more than I already did. I got one question. Huh? The hell are honor points? <laughs> that's that's uh-huh. it. Another great question. <laughs> that's, that's the uh, that's the unlocked level of school that none of us ever graduated. I, I, I honor points. Like I am finding out. I, in the last week, I have found out so much more about other people's <laughs> schools. Josh went to a cake eater school that went to symphony oh, wow. orchestras. You and Adam as field trips. Yeah. Adam Banks over there going to the symphony orchestra. I got to imagine that that was a joy for whoever was the chaperone taking Joshua DiMaggio <laughs> to a symphony, symphony, symphony orchestra. I want to say I was pretty well behaved in field trips because I was pretty afraid of stranger danger uh, as most are at that age. But I, I want it. I tried to say this nicely to uh, Gabe Bryan, but. I do think there's a difference between a fancy school and going to school in horror con. A hundred thousand percent. Yes. I think there's uh, middle in, ground. In, in every way. Put in it every on, conceivable put way. Put it on the pole. If you took a field trip to the symphony orchestra, you went to a fancy school. Put it on the pole. I want to know the results. One or zero. Coming up next, Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. We have uh, the hall monitor back on air again. Uh, right. Did he invite himself hall back, back on? on. All right. Are we going to your Here wedding we or what? I'll have you guys know I was the master of ceremonies for my <laughs> graduation right. from Lake Canoe right. Middle School. Hey, hang up on him, please. Thank Thanks you for, for the call. call. Right. Cool. Uh, they- <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Couple of cousin subs in for Scalzo and Russ today across ESPN Wisconsin. Gabe Neidsel, Brian D. Uh, Terry, by the way, chiming in. Is the poll up? Pulls up. So, I think if you went to a symphony orchestra as a field trip, you went to a fancy school. I guess I went to a fancy school. Yeah, you did. Uh, a couple of them. <laughs> Terry, Terry chimes in on the patented official Skelzer Bros talking text line. Field trip to a symphony symphony orchestra would either be parochial or private school. Um, what was the best field trip you ever took? I, I understand you were a marsh man, so. <laughs> I probably limited did you guys things. Put on your goulashes and tramp through the marsh. Uh, no, you do. Uh, did uh, <laughs> did a farm once? Did the <laughs> yeah. dairy farm? That adds up. Um, I'm trying to think the best field trip we did. Like usually, I mean, it's probably not a field trip. Like you would always do a senior trip, though, right? Like we went to like Pike Lake, mm-hmm. I think. That was your senior trip. Yeah, just went to Pike Lake, yeah. hang out all day. Uh, the best field trip I ever took was I went to elementary school in Orlando, Florida. My family lived there for two or three years. Um, in fifth grade, we did a field trip to Cape Canaveral, and we went to the space station. It was sick. Whoa. 
and everybody got to do like a space drill. You know how like you see videos of astronauts like getting ready to go to space, like they're training? Yeah. Everybody got to do a space drill, and I pulled the short straw of, you know the, the one where they sit in the chair and flip in a thousand different directions yeah. in a circle, like that death cage? That's what I did at Cape Canaveral in fifth grade. I mean, I'd feel nuts. bad for you, but you also, you know... Went to Cape Canaveral as Fancy a fifth school? grader. That that, that was a. I'm the, doing a show with a couple of cake eaters. Believe it or not, that was the one public school I went to in my life. <laughs> Home Lake Elementary. I was just say I did nothing but public schools. I'm from McGuanago. I maybe McGuanago is categorized as fancy now, but I, I think. I think Horicon just has limits on what they have to offer. What's the closest major city? Oshkosh. No, I mean, we Oshkosh is probably, I mean, you can get to the east side of Madison from Horicon in 45 minutes. Okay, so did you guys do field trips in Madison? Um, I think, I mean, no, anytime we went to, the one like time we went to the zoo, it was in Milwaukee. Hmm. We went to the Milwaukee Zoo. That seems inefficient. Madison's um, a good zoo. Yeah, but Milwaukee Zoo is better. It is. You know, you get everything that you want. Uh, there, but I am voting. By the way, yes, and uh, again, very early results are coming back in my favor. Is your school fancy if it takes field trips to the symphony orchestra? Vote right now at Scalzo and Brust on Twitter. It's time for one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. All right, how this works, we are the contestants. Myself and Brian D are the contestants. We have to answer one or zero because it's either a yes or no question. The question's coming from our host, Josh DiMaggio. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio ranked his best pizza toppings to showcase how ranked choice voting works. He selected green peppers first, olive, seconds, fo- olive second, followed by sausage, mushrooms, and pepperoni. One or zero. There is a vegetable in the top five of pizza toppings. I'm a one. There is. But before we get to that, olives are not a vegetable. They, they are a fruit. A legume? I think so. I think they're a fruit. And this is like when tomato gets classified as a fruit. That's but everybody also thinks, a fruit. Yeah, it is a fruit. But everybody thinks it's a vegetable because of the way it grows. Green pepper is definitely a vegetable. Oh, 100%. Though, to yes. back up Mayor de Blasio here. You know how, um, I, you know how I determine what a, what a vegetable is? What does it taste like? <laughs> Olives taste like vegetables. Simple. Solve it. Vegetable. Brain geniuses out there. Special categorizations. It tastes like one. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'm a one. Onion makes my top five. And okay. Then does basil count or is that an herb? That's an herb. Okay. It's kind of leafy, you know? I want to slide that into the vegetable it category. It is of a leaf. So Brian <laughs> wants to be the smart guy. He flies in from the top rope going, oh, by the way, <laughs> olive isn't a vegetable. And then he looks at us and goes, is basil a vegetable? I don't have all the answers. I just have some. <laughs> just enough to be annoying. <laughs> Uh, I would probably, mushrooms would probably make my top five, but like having green peppers go number one overall is just, yes. Crazy. The the problem with the green pepper is oftentimes it cooks in a manner where it doesn't 
look as appeasing. It does like the texture. It shrivels. Yeah, it 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 doesn't make a visually appealing. No, the taste is fine. I'm not that against it, but all my toppings, I don't think I put a vegetable, maybe a mushroom. You do want pizza to look good too. Yeah, it's oh, one of those yeah, things 100%. you want it to look good. If, if if it looks bad, even if it tastes good, it turns you off before you. What dive is it? In. The thing kids say, phone eats first whenever they go out to eat and take a picture of their meals. That's right. It's got to end up it on gotta IG. Look good. Yeah, for the gram. Got to do it for the gram. Uh, one or zero. Sausage is a superior topping to pepperoni. One. Sausage rules over pepperoni every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I don't know, man. I'm a zero there. I'm not a big sausage guy. In, in any situation. <laughs> Set you up. <laughs> I bet. Walked into it. <laughs> Josh was planning that for like six hours today. He's the reason so he happy. He's so happy that somebody decided to walk right into it. Just, Ryan just did not look both ways before crossing the street. Got Regina George. Hey! Just took one step off the curb and Josh just hit the accelerator. Hit by the school bus on the way to the fancy field trip. All right, sticking with food here. Today is National Egg Roll Day, a day to roll out the red carpet for one of the country's ultimate comfort foods. One you proud zero. of that? You proud of that? What you wrote there? This is actually taken verbatim from the website that tells you what national days it are. And this is strip pilfered. Uh, the, uh, plagiarism, that's what I'm, oh, okay. I was looking for there. Uh, one or zero. The crab ragoon is superior to the egg roll. One. Oh, wrong. wrong. I'm not a cream cheese guy either. Right up there with sausage. Um, what? That's okay. Why are you telling lies about yourself? <laughs> it's not. What am I, I made you a cheesecake. You did. What make, do you, th- what do you think not, cheesecake whoa, wait, is? Whoa, wait, whoa, that's not. Well, that's a little different. I would say. <laughs> you about to say it's Shoot, not cream cheese? Uh, it's hundred percent. I do love cream cheese. I don't really agree with you, Brian. But I will come to your defense. If you say I don't like tomatoes, but like ketchup, two different, different things. things. Yeah, if you put... They contain the same things, but it changes form. Yeah, I, I don't think cream... Like, cream cheese on a bagel is way different than eating cheesecake. Yeah, but, like, the base ingredient of I it... That. Like, I I feel like it's... I, I understand the ketchup tomato thing, but I feel like the, the cream cheese is so prevalent. Like, it's not changing and morphing that the, much to the way that... Maybe changes. Maybe there's something about it being warm. Because in a crab rangoon, you're, you're taking cream cheese and stuffing it in a wonton and frying it. So yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's the temperature with, of the cream cheese. With crab. Yeah, not for me. Forgetting, like, yes, if it's just if it's just fried a fried shell with cream cheese, yeah, bad. Uh, another but the crab's question. in there, fantastic. What is duck sauce? What is that? Does anybody know what duck sauce actually is? Because we're, no, but either it's way, we're dunking one, oh, of these, yeah. one of these things in that. But yeah, I don't but know exactly what it is. Either do I. But it's del- the only thing I do know is that it's delicious. It is delicious, but not a delicious sounding name. I believe... It is just sweet and sour. Okay. I don't know what that is either. Sweet and sour sauce? Maybe there's cream cheese in it. No. <laughs> I believe duck sauce is also uh, pretty much a strictly American thing. One of those. Uh, let's go to the final one here. Let's transition from food to dinosaurs. Of course. Uh, Titanosaurian was found in Australia. It. Uh, this thing is wild. Yes. Uh, is in the, It is in the top... Five for largest dinos ever found. It stands over 20 feet tall at the shoulder and 90 foot length. They found this now? Yes, found very this, yeah. recently. Is mm-hmm. a new development. Well, top five biggest dinosaur of all time. There's a dinosaur in Australia? 
The bones. Well, the, like the skeleton, oh. not, not like an actual dinosaur. That but would like, be that the remains been of a dinosaur. News, I was gonna say. Okay, they they found the, the, the fossil. <laughs> you should have said I mean, it that way. I mean, di dinosaurs are still existing. Alligators, right? That's how that works. Like a lot of birds. I'm not a historian. Okay. I'm not a or mathematician, a but scientist. You scared me for a second. One or zero. We should bring back dinosaurs. Zero. I think we can do it. Uh, yeah, in a no. zoological setting, number no. one. Yeah. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yeah. There's no way this ends well for anyone. I could take out a raptor. No, you no, couldn't. No, you could not. That no. is false. That you take false. out one, the other one that's hunting you also <laughs> kills you. You couldn't take out Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> What's the biggest dinosaur we could take out? Hmm. This is really going to make you dig through your dinosaur knowledge. Biggest dinosaur that I could take out. There had to be like little lizards, you know? That were dinosaurs that you could probably just step on, like an ant. <laughs> See you later, bud. Well, what's the what's the biggest animal? What can we draw a comparison to? Like, what's the biggest animal you'd feel comfortable in hand to hand combat with? Man, I don't even feel comfortable with something like as tall as me, like a kangaroo, like, like a, a house cat. Like a I'd bleep up a kangaroo. Yeah. No, you, no, you wouldn't. You no, got, you take away. Rip. They hop I've all thought about long, this man. all the time. They rely on that tail. You get that tail off the ground. Next thing you know, I got in a headlock. No night. Haven't you ever seen that jacked kangaroo? That was that, a, that was an anomaly. You. It's gonna end you. It was an anomaly. That's not how they all look. Then the then the little baby comes out of the pouch, gets you right in the junk. Oh. Get you out of that headlock. Now what? Well, that's unfair. <laughs> that You're is fighting funny. an animal. You said there are rules. Uh, yeah, I'm a one. I want uh, I want dinosaurs back. That'd be cool. Put them in a zoo. It'd be fun to go see. Madison Zoo. If, if not, <laughs> it's like nobody has seen Jurassic Park. If they put I've dinosaurs, seen that this is a bad idea. Listen to me. If they put dinosaurs in the Madison Zoo, the Horicon School District is taking a trip down uh -huh. there for sure. Yeah, great for the economy. No more trips to Milwaukee. I have Gabriel. to imagine they have to increase staff. That's jobs. Look at we're we're Brian and I are creating jobs and an economy boost for the world. And here's Gabe. Ooh, I saw a little baby movie once. <laughs> little baby movie? No, that is a real movie. It's more like a documentary. Josh, cautionary tale. What would happen? Tough to have an economy when nobody's alive because the dinosaurs killed them all. That's fair. We got missiles, rockets, grenades. This don't stand a chance. You don't have those things. No, but if I needed to, I could acquire some. I think. Did I just try and commit a crime? I don't take that back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here before Josh commits any more crimes. More Scalzo and Bruss next. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Man, you sound like wow. you're on the love train. The love boat. Is the love boat a tugboat? The Love Boat was a great sitcom. I think it was a late 70s sitcom. You know, Benny? The Love Boat? No. What's a tugboat? <laughs> Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. I'm learning all about other people's schools. That's pretty much what I've been doing all day. I mean, I technically learned about josh's behavior when he was in high school even though i think we could have all predicted his behavior from when he was in high school with substitute teachers because myself i'm gabe knight so along with brian d we are the substitute teachers for scalzo and brust today we also started talking about field trips uh this was pretty much based off of you guys earlier this week josh talking with our producer in the morning you can hear me jen gabe and chewy seven to nine espn milwaukee and ashton has never been to a concert and like 
like nothing. Like he's never been to an orchestra. He's just he's never been to a concert. It's really crazy. It's it's one of those wild things. Um and that you know, Josh was like, Oh, you've never been to like a symphony as like a field trip? I'm like, Well, Josh went to a pretty fancy high school. <laughs> but that's uh, the thing, like I don't I don't qualify and Josh you brought this up. Like I don't I'd I would not put McGuanago or anything in McGuanago, like it, it just doesn't seem fancy. Like they have the, the the fanciest place in McGuanago is the Elegant Farmer, and that's not very fancy. They just have delicious pies. Are you kidding me? It's uh, called Elegant Farmer. Yeah, but it's not that fancy. It's not as elegant as it gives off. It's in a barn. <laughs> they serve pot, great pies, great pies, wonderful pies. Uh, so we put it on the poll: If is your school fancy if it takes field trips to the symphony orchestra? Right now, sixty three percent of people saying yes, but Ashton seems to be agreeing with you guys. Not Ashton Rotman, our producer. Mm. Uh, different Ashton chiming in. He went to Howard's Grove High School. Had to drive. They had a drive your tractor to school day. <laughs> also attended the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra <laughs> as a field trip. See, that's that's pretty good evidence. No, like, that see, is that's, that's the thing. I don't think the symphony orchestra is that fancy. I, I think it's just it's a way of culturing yes. people from smaller towns. The only reason it happens during school hours is so kids can go to it. Like they wouldn't normally have a symphony orchestra at. 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's a great point. Nobody would go. Yeah. So cake eater schools can go. <laughs> Not like, normal. Like Howard's Grove and McGuanago? <laughs> Not normal salt of the earth schools like Horicon High School. Gabe, I just wanted. I'm sorry you had a stunted childhood. I'm sorry you didn't get treated to the things us normal people did. Like Mozart. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry that the swamp is what you guys got going for you. First of all, it is a marsh, and it is the largest freshwater marth marsh in North America. <laughs> Brian, question. Do you think I'm calling it a swamp on purpose? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> to, to steal a quote from my good friend Jordan Love, 100%. he's <laughs> uh, saying his best trip as a kid was to Old World, Wisconsin. That one, We did that one. What I remember that? doing that one. What's Old World, Wisconsin? It's, it's in the museum. It's in the uh, the Milwaukee Museum. No, incorrect. Old World Wisconsin uh, is a is a place that is like colonial time mm. Wisconsin, where it's a, it's an actual location out in the I don't know exact location. Oh, I thought he was talking about because in the museum they have I think like, that's like this, old Milwaukee. Oh, that's old, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is old Eagle. Milwaukee. I was getting yeah. those. The getting those confused. Okay. okay, so old world Wisconsin. I've never, I never did that. I remember going to the Milwaukee Museum and like walking like the cobble streets, and they've got the different displays inside the museum. At old world Wisconsin, I they did a uh, uh, reenact, and well, not reenactment. They were actually churning butter, and that's yeah. when I realized that's a lot of work for <laughs> just some butter. I did this too. Now that it, I didn't know what old world Wisconsin was, <laughs> but this was another fancy field trip I did in Florida. I churned butter with the Amish or something. I don't know. <laughs> You drove up your bus to the Amish country? Like what what's going on? Learn Fancy a lot of school skills. stuff. Man, I'm I am very confused about Brian D's upbringing in school. What were your field trips other than the swamp? Uh like I said, I mean we you know went to the farm once, uh museum. It's not a um, field trip. That's like some some kids <laughs> lived on the farm. It's like going home. Yeah, for, for a couple kids in the class yeah, it was going home. Um I'm trying to think. I mean, we did the museum. We did... Did you guys ever do the domes? Oh. Never did the domes. The domes are cool. Never did the domes. We didn't do a ton of field trips that I remember. That's crazy. What was your best? Mm, 
probably the domes. Those were I had a lot of fun there. Learned a lot. It was a great time. Nobody's beaten Cape Canaveral. Do you believe that Josh learned a lot at the Dome? Hell no. Okay. Didn't learn anything. I remember they had that stinky plant, and that was fascinating to me. And I, I really wanted to see it, and I realized it smelled bad, and was like, hey, well, it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. Wait, it was advertised as a stinky plant. <laughs> I believe it smelled, and then you're like, it you didn't live it. up to its. <laughs> what? It's, it, it's it was stinkier than I thought. <laughs> directly is advertised. That's on you. You got to set better expectations. I didn't expect it to be that stinky. We'll see what your expectations of me and Brian D are. Over under is next. 800-990-3776. Uh, is it just callers one and two, or do I have to pick two different numbers, Josh? Whatever numbers you want. Uh, okay, we'll do callers three and five. Callers three and five, 800-990-3776. Caller three will get the pick of either over or under, and then caller number five will be stuck with whatever one caller three doesn't take. We don't know what the category is, but Brian D and I have to try to beat the line that Josh DiMaggio sets for us. Over, under is coming up next.